Let me find it. Damn it. So I don't have my sound deck anymore. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Check Live. It is Monday, end of Monday. You guys know what to do. How's everybody doing? Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend. Yes. Hopefully, you had a fantastical weekend. Everything looking good. Let me double. Oops. I look weird. Uh, let me double check everything. Okay, we should be good. All right, what's happening? All right. Make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you uh, hit the like thumbs. Yeah, hit the like thumbs up. Subscribe. Become a member if you want to become a member. Do all that, and of course, follow me on all the sock meds that are around me right here. All right, we good? Hold on a sec. I'm trying to look here. Sorry, sorry. Just checking things. Like I said, everything's kind of just like a little wonky still because I don't have my stream deck working still. Anyways, okay. What's happening? Let's get let's get it on here. Let's see who's out there. All right. Start from the beginning. What's going on, Mr. James? Buenos noches. Muy bien, y tú? Patrick. Uh, hi, I watched Game of Thrones and rewatched Supernatural. Well, cool. I'm glad you're keeping me updated on your, uh, what you're watching. We got Miss Nighthawk. Hello, gorgeous. Uh, not here a long time, but here uh, for a good time. That's good. A good time's better than a long time, I guess. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. There you go. But thank you for at least being here for a good time. Eric, what's going on? We got Lisa Jackson. Let's go. <laughs> Miss Susie, how's, he, how's it going? We got Droga. Mr. Axel, good to see you, Deuce, right here. I'm a little worried about Superman Legacy after Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Interesting. And that's what we're going to be looking at right there. We got Lane right here. What's going on? We got from jail, uh, from jail versus dark side to Superman featuring crypto. What a downgrade! I mean, what are you, what were you expecting? <laughs> it hasn't been done in real life. You want we want something different, not the same stuff. I mean, I get it. You don't like gun, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Mr. Fear Jason, actually, you know what? I forgot to show this off. Oh, and I know I still owe you uh, your metalhead shirt. Uh, you wanted a, a signature on it, but Fear Jason actually, like when we went to Full Circle, uh, not well, you know, Full Circle weekend, he actually made this uh, 3D, um, a 3D printed Batman right here. It's pretty cool, all black right there. It's pretty sweet. So got that propped up right here on the desk. So thank you again, sir. Tony J Chappie D9 Neil Blomkamp fan, how's it going, buddy? Good to see you. We got Stephanie T here. We got Rerum, 8th Like. It's right, guys. Hit that like, thumbs up. We got Eric. The important thing is Guardians 3 quality, not RT score or box or even box office. Well, the box office, we'll talk about that. Not bad. Not great. But, uh, and then even the, 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 most of the critics liked it. And, you know, again, we'll talk about that. Hey, Monday is over. What's going on? We got Aya Stone right here. Okay, we got Saggy. What's going on? Stuff I had to leave a like. Have a fun stream. Thank you. All right. We got, who else we got? I'm Patrick against the bang. What's going on? We got 616 Shape. It's an interesting name. I like it. I definitely like it. 
All right, who else we got? Anybody else talking? Whoop, whoop, whoop. So much happening. So much happening in the chat. Cool. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. We got R Ron right here. Have you watched RRR? Yes, I have. Really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah, I need to watch it again because that was very unique and very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. No, I actually made this shirt. I made this shirt uh, through my uh, Teespring account. So I actually made it myself. I wanted like a tri-blend kind of shirt. Uh, so I actually made it. So I love it, though. It's got the 89 logo right there. It's good thing. Good, good, good times. What's going on, Matt? Dave, my, uh, I might need to make you an, a new Superman Legacy flag. Hey, that'd be pretty sweet. That's right. I still have it. I still have the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League flag that you uh, that you sent me over on my wall over there with all my other stuff. Uh, still have it over there. So yeah, yeah, very awesome. Very awesome. So, all right. Who's that about it? Ah, oh, we got Jose right here. You gotta be a, a really miserable person to hate on a lovable superhero dog, <laughs> right? It's a dog. It's a dog. But, you know, like I said, anything that we hear from Superman Legacy, you know, there's just going to be people going, yep, that sucks. Yep, that sucks. No matter what. It's always going to be that. <sighs> Good old nerd fandom, right? Good old nerd fandom. Anyways, all right. What do we got here? Make sure I got everything. Good. All right. Sorry. It's just, it sucks without my stream deck not working. I wish it was working. I got to turn that off. Hold on. Okay. Not that. All right. Like I said, it's just I need to get that working again so I don't have to search for things. All right. All right. There we go. That's working. Make sure you do all that, of course. All right, guys. Hopefully you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Um, had some fun, of course, hanging out with Miss Nighthawk and and uh, hanging out with the uh, the parental units. Always a good time. All right, let me turn that off, turn off the chat. All right, let's get that at tweets and see what happened over the weekend. We're going to start off, uh, we're going to start this off with something pretty funny. Pretty funny, funny little meme that somebody, it has to do with DC, and I just, I thought it was absolutely, you know, it made me chuckle when I first saw it. All right, so we got Dick Grayson and we got Pussy Gray Daughter. <laughs> Come on, that's hilarious. That's pretty funny right there. You have to laugh at that. Dick Grayson and Pussy Gray Daughter. <laughs> I mean, I, I that just that just made me that made me laugh. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. <laughs> that's that's all. It just made me laugh. <laughs> you know, people are creative, man. People are very creative when it comes to that. I mean, when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, I'm I, you know, oops, I'm trying to move this over here. Sorry. Up oh, and then there's that. Uh, let me get back to the tweets right there. Sorry, I was moving my, a page over to my other screen. And uh, all right, so then I could see what you guys are chatting about. Sorry, I'm trying to get used to having two screens now, finally, which is great. But it's a good joke. It's a good joke. I really like the joke. All right, then hopefully you guys have seen uh, last week, of course, talking about Full Circle. You know, I have it all broken out into, you know, broken down to like Full Circle day one, day two, day three. So hopefully you guys checked all that out. And uh, hey, look at that. Look at that good picture right there of Steven and uh, Zack Snyder, of course. Hopefully you guys checked that out. Really good one-on-one um, -on -one that Steven had, uh, that Steven had with uh, Zack. Really good stuff. So hopefully you guys check that out. Like I said, it really, you know, especially with the whole BBS by the minute thing was just uh, great. 
Uh, what, 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 what did I do? What did I do, Stephanie? <laughs> what did I do? Okay. All right. So, you tweeted that? Good. Good. And then, uh, and then we got James Gunn right here, of course, celebrating 11 years ago. I had a meeting with Marvel Studios about the possibility of doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I remember driving home and thinking I didn't want to make a movie like Star Wars, but a movie that made people feel like Star Wars made me feel as a kid. Outlandish characters, extraordinary locations, a space opera with a touch of magic filled with heart. Thank you, Star Wars, for inspiring me and how appropriate that the third part of our trilogy is playing in theaters all across the world today, tonight on May the 4th. So there you go. James Gunn giving that uh, high praise right there when it comes to what inspired him and, uh, and all that. Uh, Drew Barrymore dropped out of the MTV, the hosting of that, but they still use sketches. I don't know. I didn't even watch that whole thing, so I don't really care. Don't really care. Um, when it comes to the Batman news, we got the scripts for the Penguin series are finished are finished uh, and production's on the way. The strike could affect the series with no writers on set. So, God damn it. Yeah, we're going to talk more about this writer's strike. My God. And then there's Miss uh, Billy Lord right there. Carrie Fisher got her Hollywood Walk of Fame today. So, or not today, but last on May the 4th, of course, they uh, did that whole ceremony. Mark Hamill was there. Obviously, you could see that R2-D2 and C-3PO were also there. Um, so, yeah, she got... So Billy Lord did all that ceremony, everything, pretty cool stuff. Oh boy, look at this! We got some new Flash posters. Worlds collide. So that's going to be part of the marketing right there. Is worlds collide? They're going to be using that. But there we go. And again, hey, Flash costume looks good right here. Flash costume looks good. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it right here. This poster looks pretty cool. I like that. I like that. And then, of course, we got, there he is. As much as I, you know, this is Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman. You got the Batmobile. I don't like the pose. What is he doing? <laughs> I, I, what? Uh, do the Batman. And I, I, I'm like, why, why couldn't he just be, you know, it would be cool if he was just standing, you know, with his arms crossed like an 89 Batman. I would like that a little bit more. I don't know. The pose is just a little weird to me. I'm like, is he about to like jump off the platform? Don't do it. That's all. It was just, it was just a little weird. The pose is weird. I just wish he was like, just kind of standing there posing next to the Batmobile, but that's just me. That's just me. And we got glitches happening. Oh, great. Fantastic. Wait, glitches happening. Are we good? Uh Oh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, we had a little glitch right there. Almost looked like so. We're, I think we're good. But anyways, yeah, I just that's that's the only problem I have with it. Other than that, it's cool. And then of course we have the Supergirl one. Supergirl looks looks pretty awesome right here. Obviously she's launching off right there. She just launched off. So I mean, I you know we know that that this scene is going to be like her almost like maybe her not first flight scene, but it's going to be her in the costume. And flying up in the air, and that's going to be great. So, yeah, this one looks cool. But, yeah, you know, they're, they, they look cool. The posters look cool. I just, I don't get why they wanted to have, you know, Keaton's Batman to be in this pose. It's just a little, it's, I, I just don't get the pose. Just have, like, a normal pose. Have him pose next to the Batmobile. So whoever did that, I, I, I question that. But those posters look good, and uh, still no complaints. Still very much looking forward to it, so. 
Okay, and then yes, guys, um, the Vodka stream. I did put out a poll on on uh, on, on May the fourth uh, on Thursday, and then uh, I put a poll on Twitter and YouTube to uh, change to possibly change the time for the Vodka stream for the Vodka stream. Uh, because you know, it does run a little late, especially when it comes to East coast. And I just kind of was like, you know what, maybe I've been thinking about bumping it a little bit earlier. And then we kind of talked about it at the house when we were at the full circle event a little bit. And, uh, so, I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it, but I just felt like, yeah, eight o'clock, it's already 11 o'clock at night, of course, on Eastern time. And sometimes that could be, you know, a little hard for anybody who's on the East coast. So obviously when it came to Twitter, people were wanting at five o'clock, it ain't going to be five o'clock. Just saying, ain't going to be five o'clock. I put that option there just to see what people are going to say about it. It ain't going to be five o'clock. That's way too early. That's earlier than I do this show. So I'm not going to do it at five o'clock. But uh, what was funny is on YouTube, YouTube, Keep it at eight o'clock was actually actually won that poll. So five o'clock one. I know five o'clock one. That's why I was just gauging it. I was just gauging gauging exactly uh, you know what was going to be happening. So we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, it's not going to be five o'clock, and most likely won't be the same time either because I'm thinking I'm I'm going to have to like figure out a time to kind of just you know where it's not going to go so late. And it's not going to start so early, I guess you could say. So, you know. Hey, Dave and everyone. Yeah, there you go. Good to see you. <clears throat> see, these are uh, these three are the majority of the story. Okay, you're talking about something else. Five o'clock one. Yes, there we go. We got Mark Hamill right there with Billy Lord. The Hollywood Walk of Fame right there. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that as well. Hey, we got, I forgot, you know, I didn't really talk about uh, the winners right here when it came to, when it came to full circle, I didn't really talk about the winners, but yeah, there was obviously some winners of all the, like the signed posters and when it came to all the stuff like that, who won the Batmobile. So uh, hopefully you guys check that out. The nerd Queens, of course, who helped, uh, sadly, they couldn't be at the full circle event, but they helped when it came to, when it came to planning the full circle event. And of course, giving out the prizes and handling all that as well. So good on uh, Nana and Cole for helping out with that. And, it, you know, it's, it was pretty cool, too. It was pretty cool because Paul, who was on uh, Friday's Vodka Stream, who we met at Full Circle, he won. He actually, well, when it came to the silent auction, not, not when it came to this, but the silent auction, he actually won the Dark Side statue, the Weta Workshop one. So that was cool. But, yeah, so congratulations to those winners of uh of the giveaway when it came to the fundraiser giveaway the batmobile the signed posters um and then of course even like the 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 lp box set the heroes park monument which uh mr peter peter holmes right here holmstrom actually won that right there so that's good pretty cool stuff we got artwork right here that looks pretty cool harley quinn playing a batman playing a batman pinball machine this is from art of warren lou low low that's awesome. Keep on going. And here's the video that Star Wars, of course, posted about Carrie Fisher. Today, May the 4th, be Carrie Francis Fisher Day. Jerry Jay's there. So is Kathleen Kennedy. She covered her world in it both literally and metaphorically. She left a mark of her sparkle on everyone she met. Thank you to the fans again Tears. for loving her like I do. Congratulations, Mom. 
there we go. That was the event in a nutshell right there. I know some Star Wars fans, of course, were giving shit to all that. It's just like, oh, Star Wars fans. Hmm. Oh, Star Wars fans. You got to love it. Hey, we got Bruce Wayne and we got Bruce Wayne right here. Flash Film News posting some images of the two Bruces that we're going to see, of course, in uh, the Flash movie. Looking forward to it. And then we got some statues right here. Uh, we're going to see these like up there somewhere, maybe possibly in your theater. I don't know. Someone took a picture of this. It'll be displayed in theaters, but these look pretty damn awesome. I don't know if they're going to be in the theater that I'm going to see it in, but hey, those are cool. Like those. Uh, and of course, it was Henry Cavill's birthday on the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, him, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, Isaac Gonzalez have been cast in the new Guy Ritchie movie. Guy Ritchie is just going, just Guy Ritchie movie after Guy Ritchie movie after Guy Ritchie movie. The guy is just knocking out movies left and right. He has a movie that's out in theaters right now with Jake Gyllenhaal called The Covenant which I want to see, but didn't get around to seeing. And then he just wrapped up another movie with Henry Cavill. So that's going to be coming out, I guess, probably next year. And then now he's already in pre-production for his new movie that's going to have both Jake Gyllenhaal and Henry Cavill. So there you go. Henry Cavill said his value's high. His value's high. And this is pretty funny right here. Apparently at some theater, some theater that was... You know, when showing trailers, they were showing both the Transformers trailer and the Little Mermaid trailer. Now, I'm not hyped up about either one of these movies. Like, I, I'm just kind of over the Transformers movies. Nothing against Transformers, and I'm not really looking for... I, I, I'm not into the Disney, the Disney princess movies, the live-action ones. But, hey, if they played it like this... Yeah! Yeah. Apparently, that's what happened. They were playing them both, like, at the same time. Somebody's getting fired. So you had, like, them both happening. So you had singing happening over Transformers. See, I would watch it like that. Two birds, one stone. Anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then, of course, we got Dave Batista posting some behind-the-scenes so behind the scenes stuff right here. Brendan Fraser says he hasn't signed on to any new projects following his Oscar win. At the moment, I don't have anything. I'm really being picky right now. As he should be. Brendan Fraser should be picky for his next project. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Continuing on, here's a new poster for Opp Oppenheimer, which a new trailer just showed up today. It's one of my most anticipated movies right there. And then, yes, guys, yes. So this kind of just came about right now, or not right now, but over the weekend. You know, there's so many goddamn hashtags, and I always complain about how many hashtags there are, campaigns, hashtags, campaigns, hashtags. But last week, I did talk about seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX. And then talking to, well, one of the, the guys, one of Zach's guys, the TPZ guys, I was talking to, it wasn't Mick right here, it was somebody else, uh, who I was talking to after we watched Zack Snyder's Justice League and just how we should have campaigned to get more people to see, or to get people to see Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX. And this is, you know, and uh, there's two hashtags that were kind of like, 
that we were kind of talking about. And I did a I did a, a short of that talking about that last week. And then, of course, talking about the two hashtags that are release the Snyder Cut and IMAX. It's a long hashtag, but you get why that's a hashtag, because obviously the hashtag for <clears throat> releasing the Snyder Cut. Obviously, well, that was the big hashtag. I mean, I got it on this little, you know, this little bracelet right here. It says it right there. That's pretty cool. I got that at full circle. And, or you could use um, ZSJL in IMAX. Now, we might be a little too late on it. I get it. Like, we should have been campaigning for this right after the Snyder Cut came out. And it sucks that we didn't really campaign for that because it was meant to be seen. It was meant to be seen on a big, huge three-story screen or whatever big screen uh, your IMAX is. It was meant to be seen like that. Maybe, maybe, just maybe we can get a couple of screens or more screens and some fans can actually see this on a big screen. I know some people will, you know, do uh, fan charity events and kind of rent out an IMAX and hopefully be able to do it. There's also that option. But uh, I know it might be a little too late, but hey, it's been trending off and on. I've been seeing it on the trend list. Uh, in the past couple of days, sorry, my throat's still kind of feeling a little, ugh. Eek. So, sorry if I squeak a little bit like I'm um, hitting puberty again. But, balls dropping again. Anyways, but yeah, so, you know, if you want to tweet it out, it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach were to tweet it out. He's expressed many, many, many times that he would love, he would love for people to see Zack Snyder's Justice League the way it was meant to be seen which was on IMAX. And he he's expressed it during live streams. I'll even say that he expressed it behind the scenes during the Man of Steel. You know, when I did a commentary with uh, at Full Circle, he was talking with people about how, you know, only like a handful of people have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League in color on the big screen on, on uh, IMAX. So, yeah, so it's just like, oh, sorry. Got a little, turn that off. Anyways, yeah, so maybe something can happen. You know, it's not going to be like, uh, if you want to use the hashtag, try to push for it. Maybe we can get some more screens out there or people can do something like that. It would be pretty sweet. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, the cultists have officially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the hashtag that Zach will not say. Yeah. The people running that hashtag. That's uh, that's uh, I don't know if you guys have seen. You know, things, they, they're starting to eat each other. They're starting to, you know, people are starting to turn on each other when it comes to all that. Shocker that that was going to happen. Eesh. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't really need to talk about that, do we? We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, some amazing stuff from William Thompson right here, a freelance artist making some covers for the Flash movie. I am Batman. Supergirl. Jeez. <coughs> Sorry. Like I said, still some remnants from something that was something that was trying to attack me right there. But yeah, so you know, I mean, look at look at that, look at that, look at that. That's on the three stories high, three stories high. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Look at that. I mean, obviously that was when Zach did it, but yeah, look at that. It's just crazy how big that is. I thought this was funny, right? <laughs> I thought this was both creepy and funny. I don't know, a toucan, I guess, you know, taking the beak off and it's just like a normal face. I thought that was, that, that creeped me out and made me laugh at the same time. And then we got some Rebel Moon craziness that's happening right here. Uh, we kind of talked about this on, on the Vodka stream. 
Uh, we kind of talked about this on the Vodka stream where, yes, there's going to be like a Game Master. Obviously, we know there's going to be Rebel Moon video games. That's right. We're going to have Zack Snyder is going to be putting his fingertips, his fingerprints on the video game world, which, yes, anybody who's a Zack Snyder fan would love to see that. And uh, these mock-up little uh, Game Master guides that came out, we kind of talked about it, look pretty damn cool, man. It's going to be something that's pretty awesome. Nothing was official yet, but, you know, I'm sure they'll have something like that when it comes to the Rebel Moon video game. There's Joey right here, good old Joey, talking about, uh, you know, using the hashtag release the Snyder Cut in IMAX. It would be pretty sweet. This guy wins. This guy wins. So uh, the teacher banned laptops, so uh, this dude right here decided to bring a typewriter to class. Hilarious. <laughs> Love that. Good on him. Good on him. Hey, even Greg Alba. Greg Alba from Real Rejects. Would love to see it in IMAX. Tried getting tickets for Full Circle event just to watch it, but sold out super quick. Yeah, even, I mean, so many people want to see this thing in IMAX. So use the hashtag, folks. We also got a new banner right here. That's a pretty cool banner for The Flash, showing the four of them. And then, yes, I drank some tequila because it was Cinco de Mayo, and I drank the Rocks tequila. Yeah, it tasted like, uh, tasted like, Rock's armpits. Just kidding. It did not. It was smooth. <clears throat> that would be gross. I don't know why I said that. I did, though. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, God, imagine seeing that on the big screen. Everybody cheered. It was so cool. So cool. And we got Chris right here, uh, of course, doing some art for Zack Snyder's Justice League, full circle, showing everybody right there, even even uh, uh, good old John Stewart, Green Lantern, Wayne T. Carr, and, of course, including Martian Manhunter, so that was pretty sweet, showing that logo. Yeah, we didn't quite get the uh, emerald cut like some people were thinking that was going to happen, which I don't understand why they thought that, they, that Zack was going to somehow finish the Green Lantern scene and reinsert it into the film and take out the Martian Manhunter stuff. Yeah, you know, these people just don't think. That's all. And then this is creepy right here. It's Chris holding Chris. Oh my God, my poor wife. My poor wife. This is what she has to deal with every night when she goes to bed. Oh, God. This is terrible, my self-esteem. Like, this is... Pretty creepy. It is pretty interesting, though, because... Uh, you know, it, when you saw the trailer, you, you just assumed that was actually, but then you thought, oh, yeah, but uh, Karen Gillan had to carry him, right? So you see her carrying him. So obviously it's like, you know, she's not actually carrying Chris Pratt, but they did this whole thing. Apparently it was like 30 pounds. And, uh, yeah, just pretty crazy. So James Gunn's been posting, like, behind-the-scenes behind the scenes, um, videos from Guardians of the Galaxy. Keep going. Yeah, it was Willie Mays Day. Willie Mays Day uh, over the weekend as well. I swear to God, man, Stranger Things just keeps on. You had the pandemic that postponed last season or whatever. And now we have the writer strike that's going to postpone the, the last season, season five, I guess. Season five. So basically, when we see Stranger Things again, the kids are going to be in college. They're going to have kids themselves. Jesus. 
I don't think it was meant to go like they were supposed to still stay like, you know, not that older, but man, they're all going to be like well into their 20s. So, yeah, Stranger Things is uh, going to be postponed because of the writer's strike. And then Caesar right here made a pretty cool Guardians of the Galaxy poster. Aww. Look at that. Shaped of a, shape of a heart. You got Groot. You got Peter hugging Rocket because that's what the movie is all about right there. And then look at this. What if? Yeah, what if Homelander took on, took on Thanos and all his people? I think he could probably take him on pretty good. Yeah. Andy Muschietti teasing, teasing some reverse flash. Yeah, he used an orange marker, but it's fairly yellowish. Huh. Flash doodle. What are you doing here, Andy? Why are you doing this? Because a lot of people are going, is the reverse flash going to be a part of the flash movie? Naturally, we already know that there's going to be a dark flash, but is there a tease who have a possible reverse flash? Or it's just nothing going to happen and the whole thing's going to be rebooted. That's what we're kind of thinking about. But yes, he did post this on, on Instagram. So your guess is as good as mine of what exactly he's trying to show us here. He's teasing. Who knows? But yeah, a lot of people are like, come on, we want reverse flash. We want Mr. Thon. We want Mr. Thon. But are we going to get that? No, we're going to get dark flash. <laughs> but then again, who knows what could happen? I don't know if there's going to be post-credit scenes or secret scenes or whatever the fuck. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, he's just doing some teasing. <clears throat> All right, what do we got? Keep going, keep going. Eh, I made that joke right there. This is uh, very endearing right here. Keanu Reeves gets a um, Spider-Man drawing from a nine-year-old super fan. So you got to love this right here. Keanu Reeves, nicest guy in the world. Do you draw? Uh, yeah, I draw. I could do like a quick little sketch of Spider-Man. Let's do it. You want black, red, or silver? Red. This is such a nice dude, right? Nice. Thank you. You too. Oh, nice got a hug and everything. So there you go. Counter Reed's just being, you know, awesome like that. Behind the scenes. Hey, some behind the scenes of the Dark Knight right there. Heath Ledger hanging upside down. And hopefully, guys, hey, if you guys checked out Batman the Fanimated stream yesterday. Uh, of course, I messed up the time, and I apologize for that. But yes, we talked about Sub-Zero, the animated movie that came out. And there's a whole crazy backstory about that movie, about that animated movie that Scott actually talked about. So hopefully you guys uh, check that out. So, And of course, we'll talk about that. Anyways, keep going. We got uh, Phil Cho right there making some more. He made a 1970s inspired by Neil Adams and Jim Amparo right there. So that's good. And then did you guys check out this trailer? Oh, Oppenheimer's going to be freaking awesome, man. Um, it's going to be obviously Christopher Nolan, so we know it's going to be awesome. But yeah, this trailer is like three minutes long. And it it's pretty, I mean, for a movie that's about building, uh, you know, it's building a, an atom bomb. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. And the way that, I mean, it's just going to be pure freaking cinema, man. Pure cinema. Can't wait. Yes, and it comes out the same day as Barbie, which is weird. I think one of them is going to end up changing, but, I mean, I'm going to see this in front of Barbie for sure. So, And we got some uh, posters for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. IMAX, look at that. Pretty sweet. That's going to be coming up soon. We got Bill Murray behind the scenes, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Cool picture. 
And Tony Gilroy says a better version of Rogue One doesn't exist. No, that was the absolute best possible version you could ever have. Oh my God, no, no. So he was talking about Andor season two. And then, you know, obviously Andor season two is going to lead up to Rogue One. So they asked, is there like, did Disney end up like, hey, you got to reshoot, you got to do some reshoots, got to reshoot your ending and stuff. And uh, there's probably a, a different cut out there. You know, we were all always talking about, you know, a different kind of cut. When it came to Rogue One, because we know that there was a lot of reshoots. They definitely reshot the ending. I mean, when it came to the Darth Vader scene, that was not originally in there. And, of course, that was such a crowd-pleasing scene for uh, Rogue One. I remember being in the movie theater, and we all, everybody just, like, leaped out of their chairs cheering about that, that whole moment. But he says... That that is the absolute best version. I think I don't think I don't think he's telling the truth. I think uh, you know he probably felt like a little you know vibration in the back of his neck because he's got that chip that's implanted by by Kathleen Kennedy and and Disney. So, but there probably is there could be a better version out there. But he says no. He says no. Uh, and then Daredevil: Born Again. Yes, that's being delayed as well because of the writer strike. That's no good. That's definitely no good. And then James Gunn has been uh, posting test footage. Aw, look at cute little rocket right here. Aw, cute little rocket. Cute little young rocket right there. But he's been posting the test shots of all the little animals that he created right there. But yeah, there's cute little young rocket right there. Charlie Hunnam apparently revealed to fans at the Indiana Comic-Con that his character's name in Rebel Moon is Kai. That's how you say it. It's spelled K-I, so Kai. That's how you say his name. And yes, guys, the next time if I the next time I have Zach on the vodka stream, I'm going to ask him about the the green hood because obviously Charlie Hunnam will it be? We've all fan cast Charlie Hunnam to be the Green Arrow, and there was that one time where that one dude kept on spamming Zach's Vero post saying. Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Charlie Hunnam, will it be? So, uh, you know, and then the fact that we see the some footage from Rebel Moon and he's wearing a green hood. It's almost like, did you do that on purpose? So I will ask him that next time he's on the stream. Meg 2, uh-oh, the Meg 2 is coming out with Jason Statham. So they have some posters right here. And, of course, they released the trailer which uh, is up there in a little bit. Um, I made fun of Dwayne Johnson again. <laughs> oh, it's kind of mean. Somebody posted this right here. Post the same actor in two roles that show their range. So I posted uh, these two of Dwayne Johnson. And these are two different movies. Doesn't look like it, but it's two different movies. Rampage. And then, of course, Jumanji. Almost the same identical shirt. This has been a meme before, and I remember seeing the meme. That's why I, I did this little joke thing right here, but, I mean, it's true. It's true. He doesn't have much range. He doesn't have much range. You know, obviously, when it came to Rampage, he, he wore this at the beginning. He, didn't, he, he basically just wore a, a white T-shirt throughout the, the main part of the movie, but I just thought that was funny. I was like looking for the joke angle. So I think somebody else did it too. I saw it come up on my feet. I'm like, ah, I wasn't the first one to make the joke. So, but I just thought it was pretty funny. 
because let's face it, The Rock doesn't have much range. <laughs> he doesn't. Ah, you know, I know I've, I, I, I've, I've been giving The Rock a lot of shit ever since the whole Black Adam, Henry Cavill thing. I still like him. I still like him. But, uh, you know, let's face it. He doesn't have much range. I think we can all, I think we all can agree with that. He's an action star. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't have much range when it comes to kind of stuff like that. James Gunn debunking something right here. So discussing films that Twitter mu musician Orchestra Eclipse is set to score James Gunn's Superman legacy. And James Gunn said, sorry, this isn't true. I'm about to call an, the actual composer this morning. So he has a composer, but it's not Orchestra Eclipse. Not that. Super Mario Brothers has become one of the top five highest grossing animated films of all time. So congratulations to them. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And then, of course, Tom Cruise, he can't just accept an award like normal people. He's got to accept uh, his MTV award in a plane. In a plane. I mean, at least he's not falling from the sky like he did like another time when he was thanking fans. This time, he's just flying a plane with his... Golden bucket of popcorn right there. Hell yeah. So yeah, Tom Cruise is insane, but we like it. We like it. And then there's Scott McClellan showing his signed posters that we, uh, I got this one too. Uh, also that one signed. And then he had a personal one signed for his, uh, for his wife, which was uh, pretty damn cool right there. And then we have the Meg trailer right here. How are we feeling about the Meg trailer? I mean, you actually see a T-Rex get chomped up. I don't, this, this movie looks dumb as hell. The first one was dumb as hell, but I still, you know, you enjoy it. It's big, dumb. It's, it's about a big, huge fucking fish or a shark, whatever you want to call it. So, but I, it's just kind of funny how we have this whole scene right here that we're, that's probably almost the same length that's, that we're going to see in the movie that's going to show... It's going to show, like, the, the Megalodon. The Megalodon. Chomp! Oh, bloody. Gross. But, yeah. It looks dumb, but, hey. What? I, I, yeah. No, there's not dinosaurs. Yeah. They're not dinosaurs. They're showing probably... They're showing, like, the backstory. That's probably what's happening. Ben Stiller reportedly set to return for Dodgeball 2. Yes, you can't have Dodgeball 2 without Ben Stiller, but I don't want Dodgeball 2 because why? It's going to suck. This movie's going to suck. They're going to announce that Vince Vaughn's also back. But this movie's going to be dumb. I mean, it's like, I love. I actually really love the, the original Dodgeball movie. But I just, this, what are they going to do for the sequel? It's going to be stupid. It's going to be stupid. Just what happens. Just like Zoolander 2 was not great. First Zoolander, fantastic. Exclusive! Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill are set to star in a new Stephen King, Stephen King adaptation, The Life of Chuck, which will be a hot package at uh, the upcoming Cannes market. Mike Flanagan is directing, scripting, and producing. So, hey, Mike Flanagan, Hiddleston, Hamill, I'm all for it. Stephen King, let's do it. And then we've got the Nolan brothers. We've got Christopher and Jonathan Nolan. Hey, they're out there picketing. Or they're just getting a photo op. Who knows? Um, but hey, why not? I mean, a lot of you know, you can't say, you can't tell me that there's some people that are just showing up, getting a photo op, and then taking off. That's just how Hollywood works. But uh, hopefully not. Hopefully they were there for a little bit. But uh, hey, they're they're supporting the writer's strike. So the Nolan brothers, right there. 
Good on them. Good on them. And then we have a Batman Catwoman poster right there from uh, Mr. Uh, Massey. Massey right there. So that's pretty sweet. All right. That's the tweets right there. That's all we got when it comes to the tweets. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is pretty funny. Because um, I did see, like, when somebody was talking about how, you know, Jose was talking about how... You know, I mean, like when it comes to hashtags, I mean, the one that I can get behind is to try to get, try to, hey, can we get some more, can we get some special events in IMAX screens, IMAX screens to show Zack Snyder's Justice League? And, you know, fans, fans all around, you know, either the country or the world will gladly pay, you know, you know, I know there's going to be always that pushback of like, why would IMAX theaters want to put a four-hour movie in IMAX, it's like, well, I mean, they could charge, like, a premium price. I mean, let's face it. I mean, how much was charged when it came to, you know, the full circle event? Of course, a lot of that went to charity, and, of course, you can build that into the special event is, hey, a percentage of it goes to AFSP, which would be absolutely fantastic, and I think fans all around the world would gladly pay, you know, the extra premium price if they knew that part of it was going to AFSP. And then, of course, they just want to see the damn thing. So that's why I'm like, back up that hashtag. Back up that hashtag. I know. And then I know, yes, there's like when it comes to when it comes to that certain hashtag that I thought was ridiculous the first time I ever saw it or the first time that I actually heard the idea of, hey, maybe they could sell the Snyderverse as an IP to uh, somewhere like Netflix or somewhere like that or streaming or whatever the heck. And I thought like, no, that's not how it works. That wouldn't work. That doesn't even make sense. And then all of a sudden we get this campaign, of course, sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. And I'm just going, okay, poorly thought out. First off, you you limited it to Netflix. You could have just been like, it could have been anywhere. I always said like Amazon would have been a better better choice because they, you know, they, they buy Big IP. Netflix, probably not going to do that. But then, of course, the whole the reason why that uh, it wouldn't work is because the way the business works and everything. Um, so then, of course, um, when it came to all that, I was just like, all right, not supporting that. And, uh, of course, you know, it's okay to be critical of that because that's what happens. It's poorly thought out. But, yeah, apparently now after the full circle event, things have not been going well when it comes to those guys, to those people that are trying to do that, to trying to push that hashtag. Because, well, first off, a lot of the, you know, the scoopsy daisies, and I told them, and I even said, I've told you guys, like, how slimy it was, the fact that they were trying to scoop, trying to scoop a fan celebration charity event. That's how fucking slimy and shitty they are, that they're all about scooping, that they were trying to scoop that kind of event, saying, first off, uh, the moron for geekosity was saying that, oh, there might be an emerald cut, which makes no fucking sense, said that Gal Gadot was going to be there, which was like, hello, would you bet on Gal Gadot being there? No. If anybody was going to put money on one of the one of the Trinity to be there, Ben Affleck would have been, you know, you would have bet on that one, but these guys aren't that smart. And then, of course, one of the other scoopsy days, he's saying that there was going to be some kind of announcement that was going to happen at Full Circle, which didn't happen. And then, of course, playing dumb, like, I, I didn't say that. So that's just it's just so slimy when it comes to that. But apparently things have gotten a little rocky in all that, because let's face it, they try to corner Zach and try to get him to tell to, to, to say, sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. And it's like, OK, Zach's going to be a nice guy and, about all that. And. You know, if you ask him to do something, he's going to not be mean about it, which is what happened. And apparently it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. All I just say is this is the smallest violin for if that whole thing just goes to shit. Sorry.
Next time, think of a better campaign. All right, that's all I got to say about that. You shouldn't trust Geekosity. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Not at all. They've been wrong many, many times. Like I said, uh, the guy who runs that thing, pure, it's just a con artist. Con artists. They're frauds. That's all. Just pure frauds. Don't trust all, you know, all that. And then, of course, anytime they, you know, you know, because they're not, they don't, they're not batting a zero, but they're not batting a thousand. They make it seem like they're batting a thousand, but they're not. So anytime, like, they get something right, they're like, see, see, what did I say? And they're like, they're like, kiss the ring, kiss the ring. I'm like, fuck off, kiss my ass. That's what I say. You guys try to scoop a fan charity event. Go fuck yourself. And you got it wrong, too. That's just what's funny, which is what's funny. No announcement. Gal Gadot wasn't there. No emerald cut. I don't know what the hell you guys are trying to do. Just don't believe them. They're lying to you. They're, they're actually lying. So don't believe them, please. They're, ah, yes, trust me. <laughs> no, I mean, I get things wrong, too. You know, I do. But when it comes to Snyderverse or Snyder stuff... Guess what? I'm going to follow the guys that are because there's like a circle. There's an inner circle that that Zach trusts. I'm more on the outer circle with like Steven and Scott. We're kind of on the outer circle of that. So when it comes to certain things and I wouldn't be surprised when it comes to release the Snyder Cut and IMAX that Zach would probably might support that hashtag. <clears throat> you know, we're not going to just like say like, hey, can you uh, can you write? Can you write? Uh, can you write? Sell it on a poster? <laughs> it's like. Of course he was going to do that because he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like it was something secretive, like the first Snyder Con poster where he circled 214. It's like nobody knew that that was on there. Zach put that on there as his own little, you know, puzzle that he was doing, and he circled it, which was crazy. You know, it's not the same. It's not the same. But, hey, power to that, uh, power to that whole campaign. Yeah. I was just seeing stuff today, and I was just kind of giggling to myself, like, yep, that's not going well. Definitely not going well. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Positive reception. Box office numbers are in. We're going to look at those right now. Um, when it comes to uh, over the weekend, obviously it won the weekend. We knew it would, but, uh, you know, I mean, some people are kind of mentioning, you know, I mean, because we talk about superhero fatigue. We talk about, you know, the fact that people, you know, we have Marvel Studios that's kind of struggling to find their footing again because, let's face it, uh, when was the last time we had a billion-dollar uh, movie? Been, it feels like it's been a long time almost, like, when it comes to these movies. But here we go right here when it comes to the numbers. Guardians of the Galaxy, $118.4 million domestic, and it made 289.3 worldwide. Now... Before I don't, I mean, I remember. I think the second one made much more on the uh, on the opening weekend. But I don't think anybody's like expecting Guardians of the Galaxy to to reach a billion dollars. Which I, I hate that that's like the benchmark for these movies. It's absolutely ridiculous. But you know that that's it's a little underwhelming. It's not a flop. There are people out there. Yeah, I just hate those grifters that that always want to talk about everything being a flop. They hate everything. They absolutely hate everything, even though I think they secretly love everything because they want to be like, oh, my God, it's a flop. Oh, my God, it's woke. It's woke. It's a flop. It's woke. They just want to use flop and woke so many times. But, uh, you know, so it didn't, you know, I would I would think that it's a success. 
And uh, but I would think if it was like a more success, it would be like in the 300 millions or even, you know, possibly just a little bit more. But that's what it made over the weekend. And now it's kind of going like, all right. So looking at the positive reception that the movie is getting, because it seems like, you know, obviously we talked about the reviews of the movie last week. We talked about the reviews and uh, and I and I. And I, I was looking at some of the reviews, you know, there were some interesting reviews, but mainly they were positive. I'm not sure what the tomato score is right now, but I know it's certified fresh. So it's still a fresh tomato. It's still very much a fresh tomato. And, uh, oh, we got a super chat right here. Oh, let me see right here. Let me bring that up. Oh, we got Justin. What's going on, my brother? Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't bring it up right now. It says uh, he wrote Snyderverse, sell it as in concept. There you go. Uh, yeah, and I would trust Justin more than any of those guys. That's for damn sure. Um, anyways, so seeing like uh, the reception, I wanted to put a poll out there. I wanted to put a poll out there because now I'm like, all right, now that people are like praising it, there are people that are loving Guardians of the Galaxy. I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, it wasn't like there was... I had issues with it with certain things, you know. I didn't like Adam Warlock. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, you know, the humor gets a little bit too much because it breaks the tension. The needle drops were eh sometimes, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to put a poll out there to, to gauge some people. I put a poll on, of course, YouTube and Twitter to see, like, okay, so how confident are we feeling? How confident are we feeling now that we've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, how confident are we feeling about James Gunn and, uh, you know, taking on Superman? And here's the Twitter poll right here. So we have after, you know, I asked after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, are you more confident in James Gunn's Superman legacy? 40.9% said yes. 20.7% said I feel the same. 38.4% said nope, but the thing is, I'm sure there's, you know, disgruntled, most likely Snyder fans that probably hit the no button, even though they didn't see Gardens of the Galaxy. I think I had somebody that actually, anytime that I saw like a, a response saying like, oh, I don't have confidence. I'm like, did you actually watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3? And I didn't get a response, which probably means no. And I'm like, do you read, read the poll after seeing... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, after seeing, but of course, fans can't help themselves. Fans cannot help themselves. They always got to put their two cents in, and like I said, it's most likely certain Snyder fans, but, you know, what can you do? Um, so let me pull up the poll right here. Let's see which one. Okay, here we go. Let's see what uh, YouTube's looking like. <coughs> ah, jeez. All right, the YouTube poll... Let's pull this up right here. We got almost 600 votes right here when it comes to um, when it comes to YouTube. So here we go. All right. So 43% uh, said yes. 29% said you feel the same. And also 29% when it came to um, nope. And I don't even know if I want to read, read these comments. I'm sure it's a shit show when it comes to these comments. There's probably a lot of things right there. I'm a Snyderverse fan, and I'm excited for Guns DCU. You know, you got to love that kind of stuff. Yes, DC will be okay. Yeah, so, I mean, some positivity. Bias Snyder fans saying nope. I know. There's uh, some of that stuff right there. Like I said, I'm sure that even, you know, some of those people didn't even. But it's just like, can't help yourself. Can't help yourself, can you? You don't have to vote. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, obviously with the next topic, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be, uh, 
when it comes to the next topic, I, I know there's some people are complaining about that, but I mean, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, I got a little bit more hope. I'm a little bit more, you know, because I wasn't sure. I was like, all right, James Gunn by far was not my choice when it came to directing Superman Legacy. Not, not my choice. I, you know, not even my choice for DC Studios. But uh, you know, I thought, okay, do another Suicide Squad, fine. That that would that uh, that was fine by me. Another Peacemaker season, fine. I'm perfectly okay when it comes to that. But when it came to Superman, I was like, <laughs> no, no, nah. But with things that he's been saying, like the fact that he didn't know how to do it, and then he something clicked in his brain, and he was like, all right, I figured out how I want to approach Superman. I went cool, and then I'm like, all right, well, let's see how Guardians of the Galaxy three is. And I will say that I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it way more, of course, than the second one. And I don't think I, I still think I like the first one the most out of the trilogy. But just a level of, uh, you know, the, the rocket backstory is really what made that movie. So I'm just kind of like, OK, um, if you're going to make me, you know, tear up and get a lump in my throat because of CGI raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper. Well, then here we go. Hopefully you can inject some of that. That that could be injected in Superman Legacy. He's already said that it's not going to have the same tone. I know everybody just thinks that James Gunn makes one type of movie, which means they've only watched one type of movie. That's what's so funny about it. Again, fandom bias. You got to love that. I'm like, have you watched Super? Have you watched uh, watch some other movies? You know, see the different tones maybe. But uh, <clears throat> obviously this is going to be a challenge for uh, James Gunn. And hopefully it uh, it ends up working out. Hopefully it ends up working out when it comes to all this. But I think I I am a little bit more confident that he could actually pull this off. Trust me. I mean, I, I'm still worried. I'm still very much worried about that. I'm like, just don't give him the fucking chonies. Don't give him the red chonies. Come on, James. Don't make him wear red chonies. He's going to wear red chonies. Watch. Which then leads into... This topic right here of crypto. That's right. Remember when Dwayne Johnson voiced crypto? <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Anybody remember it? Sadly, DC Super Pets, not a bad movie. Enjoyable too. I just didn't like that Dwayne Johnson was voicing crypto. <laughs> That's the one. That was like that was like my main gripe. That was my main gripe. Was that... Dwayne Johnson voiced crypto. And now we're going to have a live action crypto techno. Obviously not live action. It'll be CG, but still, you get what I'm saying. Live action crypto. It's kind of funny because, eh, you know, I kind of heard something about it at one point. But uh, here's the interview. Let's pull up the interview right here. The interview was with the Toronto Sun with uh, Chris Pratt and James Gunn. And Gunn said, I was hoping I uh, could cast you as Crypto, the super dog, in Superman Legacy. You could do motion capture on set and walk around on your hands and knees, but you can't talk. Hmm, so no talking for Crypto? That could be a good thing. Uh, Pratt said, I'll do Crypto, but you have to pay me in Crypto. <laughs> See what he did there? Gunn said, I'll pay you in Crypto, which amounts to zero dollars. Pratt said, it sounds like there's going to be a character called Crypto in Superman. Breaking news. That's a scoop for me, the interview said. He said, it is a scoop, I guess. Pratt said, way to go. You're fired. Back, at, back to Marvel, which is pretty funny right there. So, I mean, 
It almost seems like it's just back and forth banter. Who knows? Maybe crypto won't be in it. But um, somebody brought up a good point when talking about this is crypto is part of the Supergirl uh, Woman of Tomorrow story, which, of course, is supposed to be on the slate. So, I mean... There's obviously going to be, I think there's going to be a crypto because obviously seeing the reception of the rocket origin story when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, why not? I mean, even fucking PETA was cool with Guardians of the Galaxy showing experimentation and rocket story. They actually praised it. PETA actually praised Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's crazy. Because they don't praise anything. You put an animal side, they 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 get they they hate it when you you know you step on a cockroach. They don't like that. But anyways, um, when it comes to a live action crypto, I'm like I, I would hope that it's not going to be a talking dog. Shouldn't be a talking dog. Hopefully it won't be a talking crypto. And at the same time, anybody who has a gripe about it, it's like, well, okay, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But at the same time, that's something we have not seen live action. That's what we're trying to achieve here is, okay, I get it. Some people want a certain type of Superman and want this Superman. They want him to face Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor to be selling real estate yet again. They're okay with that. They want the Donner type or there are people that want the Man of Steel type. And they just think like, oh, a dog? That's ridiculous. Um, it's going to be curious to see. Is he going to be wearing the little cape and have the little, you know, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see how he incorporates crypto in Superman legacy, but I, I could see it. Um, I could see it working kind of, but you know, I'm just kind of curious, but like I said, after seeing the rocket stuff, I'm like, yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you grab some people? I mean, obviously that's going to bring a family element to it, which I know some people don't like that either, but just going to bring a family element to Superman legacy. And I think to be honest, I think it's kind of smart. I think it's kind of smart because if you could pull it off, though, but it, it could just be it could not work. Maybe it won't work, but maybe it will. Time will tell. But there you go, guys. Crypto. Crypto. Get some Bitcoin. Get some Bitcoin. All right. Well, this one's fucking dumb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Bollocks. Diabolical. Carl Urban? Johnny Cage? Mortal Kombat 2? No. No. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I hope that this is not true. It is coming from the rap, so it might not be true. Please don't let it be true. But yes. Right here. This is what happened. This is on May the 4th. Carl Urban, in Final Talks, Star is Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2. Ugh. No. No. I love Carl Urban. But it's Johnny Cage. I don't see it. I mean, he'd be better Kano if you think about it. But we already, I mean, I don't know what's, uh, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I hope this is not true. Again, it's a wrap, so it might be, you know, bad information. Who knows? I just don't really like it. Johnny Cage, what? It sucks, and like I said, it sucks because, you know, I do like the actor, but it just doesn't... I mean, I know it's going to be like a Johnny Cage who's, uh, you know, grown out of his super, you know, his superstardom, his movie star element. He's not going to be there anymore. I don't know, but it's just like, don't, Carl, don't do it. 
because first off, the, the first one ended up, the first one we had high hopes for, but it ended up not being that great. It had a really good story when it came to Sub-Zero and Scorpion, sure. But when it came to everything else, who the fuck is Cole? And all the other things, I was like, nope, didn't really work. Fight scenes, some of them were good, some of them were terrible. And I'm just like, all right, get if you're going to cast a Johnny Cage, just get somebody who looks like Johnny Cage who can actually do a lot of cool moves, who can actually do the splits. Okay? Johnny Cage was essentially based off Jean-Claude Van Damme. So get somebody like Jean-Claude Van Damme. All right? Get that. Do something with that. Find somebody like that. Carl Urban? I don't know. I just don't. I know he's a badass, but I, I, especially now that he's with in the boys, I see him a badass like that. Like he's a brawler, not a fuck, not Johnny Cage. Get somebody like that. It doesn't have to be a name or anything. Doesn't have to be a name. Don't do that. Just, ugh. I don't, I, I just don't want, I, I, I don't want this. I don't want this. I really don't want this because it just doesn't work. It did, and a lot of people are expressing how it just, doesn't work because nobody would ever have thought of Carl, Carl Urban as Johnny Cage. So hopefully, hopefully it doesn't happen, but if it does, all right, I guess we'll see. Maybe it will work. Maybe it'll surprise the shit out of us. I highly freaking doubt it. Hooey. The robots are coming. The robots are coming. Pack your shit, folks. That's right. Skynet is going to be taking over, going to be taking over. Hollywood, possibly, because we got the writer's strike. We got the writer's strike that's happening, currently still happening. Uh, first thing that I wanted to talk about was this Deadline article when it came to Warner Brothers Discovery and David Zaslav. Some people were not too happy about this right here. What he had to say when it came to the writer's strike. Warner Brothers Discovery's hour-long earnings call omits any mention of WGA strike, but CEO David Zaslav tells CNBC he believes a love for working will end it. So he's saying, like, people just want to work. Uh, so he's just kind of talking about that when co-hosts Andrew, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin and Joe Kernan suggested that studios might be glad that the guild is on strike because they will be able to cut costs. Zaslav hastily replied, we're not glad. The exec said he is eager for a resolution to the strike, which threatens to halt Hollywood's momentum momentum after the clouds of COVID were just starting to part in order. Ugh. In order to create great storytelling, we need great writers. We need the whole industry to work together. Everybody deserves to be paid fairly. He said proper resolution would be done in a way that makes the writers feel they are valued, which they are, and compensated fairly. And then off we go. CEO had uh, been public targets in a few days following Tuesday's official start to the strike with uh, Paramount CEO Bob Bakish being scrutinized yesterday as he offered his take on the laborers. Zaslav also was called out. So, yeah, they're all calling him out and everything like that. So that's what uh, Zazzy Pants had to say about that. But then we got this article right here from above the line. The AI revolution has already reached the studio gates, studios gates, and Bob, and Bob Iger may be the only CEO who can stop it. Bum, bum, bum. For weeks, multiple studios and streamers have been planning to use AI to generate scripts based on books and other IP that is in the public domain. With list and titles, a list of titles making the rounds among development executives, multiple insiders have told above the line. I'm reliably told uh, that nearly every studio has already explored the possibility and that 
Should those plans come to fruition over the weeks the likely uh, and likely months to come, the studios plan to hire writers to rewrite those scripts once the writer's strike is over. So, yes, AI might be writing those scripts, but then they have a human element to check the scripts and rewrite them. That is, of course, a major sticking point in these negotiations as the WGA is insistent that AI not be used to create any literary material whatsoever. In case you haven't been paying attention at the headlines in the last few days, of course, talking about all that, while I'm firmly on the writer's side here and believe that AI will never be capable of writing a truly great movie like The Social Network or even a very good one, it can aid a writer and also provide a framework that the writer can tweak but their own stamp of humanity on, but put that on there, there uh, thereby speeding up the development process and saving the studio some shekels since it won't have to pay writers to start from scratch, which is precisely why the guild is pushing back. So, yeah, there we go. I mean, it's taking over everything. AI is just taking over everything. It's going to be interesting because, like, like I said, even uh, the Russo brothers were saying that AI movies, AI written movies are going to be coming out in like the next two years. And I think with the writer strike, they might, it might be just like how when it came to the whole streaming wars and putting everything on streaming, the pandemic just like yanked that thing forward. You know, we are, we all knew that it was going to be, end up streaming, but it wasn't going to be for another five, six, seven years before everything was just going to be like streaming, streaming, streaming. But the pandemic just like nudged it forward. Now, when it comes to the writer strike, now they're nudging the whole AI implement, uh, you know, AI writing scripts and everything. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm just wondering when we get our first AI written movie, you know, that's what's going to be interesting and see how what the perception of that is. And I mean, I'm sure they're going to use marketing and say like, oh, yeah, this was written entirely by AI. They're probably going to market whatever that is, whether it's a TV show or a movie just going to be interesting. But you knew that was going to be coming. I mean, it just seems like it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I know we're all kind of nervous about it. And I'm sure like when it comes to the writers, they're probably kind of nervous about it either, about it either, because I mean, this is happening all over the place when it comes to AI and computers. I mean, look at what was happening like with McDonald's. What? You want 20 bucks an hour? Well, get the fuck out of here. We got a machine that people can just touch and it gets all gross. That's the only bad part about those, you know, pre-order machines is like those need to be wiped off frequently and let's face it if you ever seen one sometimes they're not anyways but uh yeah it's gonna be uh it'll be interesting to see what happens the robots are already here they're delivering food i know it's just gonna get more and more and more it's a little scary it is a little scary you know because we are uh, you know we've watched too many movies where the robots have taken over and then when you have people like that used to work at google who work with that ai going like yeah i quit we're fucked you know, if, well, yeah, if you think climate change is a thing, <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you see what they're brewing up when it comes to AI. That's a little scary. I heard about that, too. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, so I got to worry about robots and it getting hot. Jesus Christ. What else? Oh, wait, we got a psycho over in Russia that could just hit a button and send a freaking nuke our way. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, man. Modern times. We're 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 we're. It's starting to look like the movies now, guys. But yeah. But anyways, when it comes to the AI writing scripts, it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> and see the uh, the reception when it comes to that, because it's definitely coming. The robots are coming. The robots are coming. Anyways, that's what's going to happen right there. 
<sighs> fucking hard fact. Right? Right, Zach? But Zach's, Zach, he's making Rebel Moon. He's good. He's fine. He'll make his own stuff. He's not going to use AI. He ain't going to be using AI for any of that stuff. No. Not Zach. Not a lot of people. All right. Where am I at here? Let's talk about some questions. All right. I'm going to pull up some of that. Let me see. Uh, let's go to uh, YouTube first and see what people are having to say about. Eh, where am I at here? Ah, not that. Boop, boop, boop. Hold on. Sorry. Where am I at here? No. Let me find it. Let me find it. There we go. All right. Any YouTube? Okay. We got a couple YouTube questions right here. Looks like we got Doc8013. We didn't need Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to let us know DC was in good hands. Gunn has proven it time and time again. With that said, yeah, the love of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 only reinforces its great his greatness. So we have a James Gunn fan right there. Good. I'm glad people, I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of people that are 100% all in and confident in James Gunn. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I just, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just not, I don't love him. I don't hate him. I'm kind of just in the middle. So I'm just, I, I'm confident, but I'm not as confident as, say, Doc8013. Charlie Hep, I need my last role show to be in for uh, now. Thanks if you uh, guys take, if you guys take care for now. I'm having fun. I need... One more show for me to let you know for now for new topics is, oh, wow. I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> so, okay, that's weird. I don't know. That sounds, it's a robot. It's a robot. That's what that is. AI taking over questions. Already taking over questions, man. <sighs> All right. Let's go to Twitter right now. See what you guys are saying over here on Twitter. Eric Blake, you know, Dave thinking about the writer strike i gotta wonder how are these strikes not golden opportunities for incoming rookie writers who aren't part of the guild to show up at the studios and offer to take a crack at it i'm sure that's happening too i know they're getting people who you know hey and i they're gonna be more reality tv coming out but i'm sure some of that's happening as well Get some fresh faces, because let's face it, I mean, you know, we watch so much stuff. There is so much content, so much things out there, and what, about maybe 15, 20% of it is good? I mean, it's all, you know, as uh, Ray says, it's all subjective, but at the same time, do you like everything that you've watched? I would say probably a minority of what you watch is actually good. Deuce. Uh, hey Dave, do you think Gunn was eyeing Zach for Superman Legacy director before choosing himself, or would he not consider that? No, no. He even said he he said that uh, that that Zach is happy working on Rebel Moon. He talked to Zach, probably talking about just things and you know talking about Superman. But I don't think he ever had had it in his brain that Zach was going to do that. Maybe there could be something down the road when it comes to all this. Sure. Something down the road, but I don't think he ever thought that Zack was going to direct Superman Legacy. It's too busy. It's too busy with Rebel Moon right now, so definitely not going to happen. Joey C., the dork knight. I know that a lot of people want to have WB release Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX, and I got to be honest, I just don't see that happening. But, I would, but what I could see happening is we can get 
fathom fathom events involved in showing there's a demand for what yeah exactly that's exactly i mean when it comes to the hashtag it's all about however we could get Zack snyder's justice league out to imax okay we're not i mean yeah it, it's definitely a fucking long shot for wbd to like fund releasing it in multiple imax screens sure but if you could do something with the fathom event events or charity events or something like that yeah very much could utilize that. That's probably the way to go. Because I don't think WBD will look at it as profitable. Cooper Knox, breaking news. A man named Dwayne Donson is being sought out to play the role of crypto in Superman Legacy. Ha 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 ha. Hey, yes, man. The rock with the James Gunn is cooking. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, I'm pretty pumped about the future of DC. I still would have liked to have Zach finish his original vision, but you win some, you lose some, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe a book or something. I'm a little concerned about Superman Legacy because they make it sound like it it'll be lighthearted, and I'm thinking it'll be like the super like the Superman Returns film with Brandon Ruth, which I liked, but unfortunately that didn't go anywhere. Do you think the new Superman film will be to pg-13 like marvel well yeah it's gonna be pg-13 there's no way that it's not gonna be it's not gonna be r it's not gonna be pg i think or a little more grounded but then again it is superman how grounded can can it be exactly so it's definitely gonna be pg-13 i don't think i, I don't it's not gonna be as grounded as man of steel for sure so but yeah it's definitely gonna have some lightheartedness, especially if you're gonna have like a crypto kind of thing Dave, question one, since James Gunn confirmed crypto will be in Superman Legacy, do you think his role will be big or small? I think it might be eh, relatively small, maybe. I don't know. Do you believe we will get a tease of some sort of Superman Legacy of uh, Supergirl being set up? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. If Sasha Kai is the DCU, uh, which outfit would you? I, I still I, I like this one the best. I think that's fine. I think the skirt is kind of ridiculous. Skirt's kind of ridiculous. I do like the full suit. But, you know, I don't. it's not like I hate the skirt. I mean, come on. I'm still a guy. <laughs> okay, Justin Porter. Studies are showing that Guardians 3 uh, boasted a campaign of $90 million, double uh, that of the first two, uh, first two films combined. So why isn't this movie making more than the last one? Seemed like they were promoting well. Yeah, I think people just... You know, you got to remember that Ant-Man Quantumania didn't really do that well, and people really were not digging that movie, so that probably didn't help. And, yeah, there's just a little fatigue that's happening out there. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's just happening. Mr. Wooter, Dave, do you think Ace Batman dog, do you think the dog is going to be in the DCU? No, I don't think they're going to go that far. I don't think they're going to bring an Ace. Crypto, I can see Crypto. And they could actually, you know, make him an actual dog. Not to, I don't think they're going to... I don't see Batman actually having a dog. Uh, did you uh, like the Meg 2 trailer? Yeah, it's fine. It looks entertaining. Have you seen the first one? Yes, I have. And do you trust James Gunn to do Superman Legacy and what happened uh, to Star, Star Trek 4? I don't know. J.J. Uh, Abrams happened, probably. Uh, Amar Kara, get creative and support writers with this cool graphic tee. Writers strike AI. That's funny. Guild of America. So yeah, you can get you can uh, get a you can get a, a, a T-shirt right there. I think a robot actually uh, sent that over to me too. 
Robots are taking over, guys. You gotta watch out. They're taking over. Boy. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, overall, you know, with the main topic, I like I said, I'm a little bit more confident after seeing Guardians in uh, James Gunn. Definitely am. Bat Cow. There you go. There you go, Scott. Bat Cow. Deus. Sorry. Not Deuce. Deus. I read that wrong. I read that wrong. Deus. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when it, but, but, like I said, if they, they can have, like, an element. I mean, let's face it. You want, you want to make it... Uh, it's just funny because when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy, like I said, it gets dark. Like, yeah, there's some family. I mean, there's some like CGI animal moments that are just like, oh, my God. And you're just like, huh. But then there's some really dark moments when it comes to it, too. And that's what I that's what I, I, I like that. I mean, yes, sometimes they would just they would they'd reel it back in. Like James Gunn had to reel it back in and be like, hey, remember, this is still a PG-13 movie because... There's some scenes and, you know, there's some things that happen in Guardians 3 that I was like, whoa. And it gets dark. It gets heavy, I tell you. It gets dark and heavy. So this is uh, Guns DCU. The ways are going to be he will have a zoo of animals in roles for the movie. Just a bunch of animals everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. I think I have a little bit more confidence. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I really got to say about that <clears throat> freaking voice is like, Ugh. still trying to uh, get rid of the little bit of a cough there. But anyways, guys, all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap the stream up. Appreciate you guys walking. Walk, walking? Are you guys walking? Watching? And uh, make sure you guys... Ah, oh, I always hit the wrong one. Where is it at? I don't know. Subscribe to the channel. There we go. Subscribe to the channel, hit that like, thumbs up, share it if you uh, want to also, share it on social media, please do, it helps, it helps with the algorithm, and uh, of course follow me on all the uh, sock meds around on me, around my head right here, Vero, which I need to post more on there, I need to, for some reason the desktop version is not, I'm just, I'm having problems with like my freaking computer and apps, it's really ridiculous. But yeah, you got Facebook, you got Patreon if you want to support there. I try to post some extra stuff right there. And then, of course, Twitter and Instagram. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, a normal uh, no stream tomorrow unless something crazy happens. So I'll see you guys Wednesday. And, of course, we'll do the members-only stream on Wednesday as well. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you later.